0: when you really have encountered things change Victory is mine. Welcome, everybody. Hope you guys are well today. I'm James Levesque, and I want to thank you for joining us for breaking through with James Levesque. Look, I believe today is going to be a day that you'll never forget. I really believe it. Listen, a lot of people ask me, what does being set apart by God mean? And I want to talk about separated unto God. Look, all of us want to have a life of significance, Right? I think it is a danger when we reduce the call of God to a platform or a keyboard. And the reality is, if you're watching this right now and you are a believer and you're born again, God has great plans for your life. He wants to use you in powerful ways to change this world and shape this world for him. So what does it mean? Look, when I got born again, I really knew that I wanted to minister. I remember the day that I turned off my Uh, Sega Genesis, come on, I am old. I remember the day I shut off my Sega Genesis, and when I went to turn my TV off, the cable was on. And there was a minister on television, and he was praying and giving word and knowledge, and it was a televangelist. And I remember watching that, thinking in my head, man, I want to do something like that for God, right? I didn't know how it would happen, didn't know how it would open up, but I knew that I wanted to give my life to see multitudes transformed. So then I was a new believer. What do you do? How did that happen? How does it open up? You know, at the time, the last name Levesque meant nothing. It meant nothing. It was a a given last name to me. The reality is I was born (laughs) crazy. If you look at my birth certificate, it says Harold Vincent IV. I kid you not. And somehow my mom went down to the city hall when I was like six years old and pulled a favor from the clerk, and she crossed my name out. So on my birth certificate, it literally cross cross. It's not even like, how is this legit? And someone scribbled in James Levesque. For years, I was like, maybe I should just change my name. I don't have a dime of French in me, you know? And I remember the time I was in Paris, France, and I went to go up to speak. And it was just transition, taking the microphone, hugging you, thanks for coming. And the guy says to me, you have a powerful name. I said, oh, man, thanks, buddy, but I hate to break it to you. Uh, Palais vous français, bro? I don't have a dime of French in me. And he said, well, no, 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 do you want to know what your name means? I'm like, right now as we're trying to transition in front of a crowd of people? He said, yes. I said, what does my name mean? He says, your name means James the Bishop. Everywhere the Bible says Leveque, it means la is the and Vec is Bishop. And it was just another way that I knew that it's God has your plan. He has your life. He has your name in mind. And God, it wasn't my mom who wasn't a believer going down to the city hall. It was God that gave me that name. But before I ever had those experiences, before I knew anything, I longed to be used by God. I see a lot of young men in my life want to be used by God. They want to know, should I go to school? Should I do Bible school? What should I do? Well, we've got to broaden what it means to be used by God. Being used by God is not only pastoring a church or speaking on a circuit like an evangelist. Being used by God is allowing the kingdom to come everywhere you are. In everything you do, at your job, with your family, it is on earth as it is in heaven. And so when I first got born again, I was looking around to people, and the first mistake I made when I became born again is I started to look at people that were not set apart. Any church, right, Any situation, any congregation, there's a danger because I'm in this setting and I'm looking around because I wanted to be set apart and I wanted to find people who were set apart. It was hard. Because what's the standard, right? What does that even mean? What does being set apart by God mean anyway? Does it mean you have a YouTube channel? Does it mean you have a lot of Instagram followers? What does being set apart really mean? Because I'm going to tell you the hard truth. You can have a, be a pastor and not be set apart. Yeah, I said it. You can be a Christian for 100 years and not be set apart. You can have a YouTube channel. You can have an Instagram following and literally not be set apart because we've got to redefine what it is to be called by God. One thing that always blew my mind was the, the subject of ordination. In America, we have a weird view of what it means to be ordained. Um, You know, we tell people, well, if you just go to school and you graduate and spend four years here and, you know, then you can graduate. Come on. And then we are going to make you a pastor. Man, you don't even have to have the call. Can I tell you today I can find a homeless person on the street, buy them an ordination, put them through some online Bible school and then give them a church in the world's eyes. That's all we need right there. So ridiculous. We've reduced the call of God in America to that. Oh, you're in. Congratulations, Nancy. Congratulations, Bob. You're ordained. Well, why am I ordained? Because you graduated. Yay, yeah, you're ready, yeah. And then we put Bob in front of a platform, and someone gets breast cancer. And devils start manifesting. And all of a sudden, Susie got two heads. There's not a manual in school to teach you how to do those things. And we've got to redefine what it is to be ordained and be anointed. And the reality is, to be ordained, we we just got done doing an ordination service in Connecticut uh, a couple weekends ago. Two young men that were in our ministry uh, that we've helped plant churches. And let me tell you, one just purchased a building, legit. He was our youth pastor, he's been with me for years, Pastor Sean and they just planted a great church in Connecticut and bought a building during this crazy year. They just purchased a huge property. And then we were in Missoula, Montana with our pastors, people that served with us, have walked with us, that now we did their first service. It was already almost packed, and it was their first service. Yeah, we just did an ordination service, but can I tell you that's what ordination is. Ordination is not let me get earthly education and then all of a sudden I'm equipped to do the ministry. Ordination is... I have God all my life. And then the elders of the church come and they affirm what God is doing. That's what it is. There's such a misunderstanding around what it is. And then, you know, man, I got, I, got, I remember I had a prayer lady one time go, you know, can, uh, pastor, can, can you ordain me? Man, I ain't handing out ordinations like M&Ms. What's wrong with you? The Bible says, don't be quick. Don't be hasty about laying on of hands. Why? Because not everybody has anything worth ordaining. Just because you lead a prayer ministry doesn't mean I'm ordaining you. What's wrong with you people? Ordination is just what I said. Hand of God is clearly on young people, and you know they have a clear call to the ministry, and they're doing these things fine. Then we will ordain them as pastors and such. What does it mean to be set apart? Maybe you're watching right now and you're going, look, man, I feel like I have a purpose on this earth. I feel called. Well, guess what? You don't have to wait for me or anybody else. You are already called by the Lord. Call that number on the screen. 1-800-599-3722, 1-800-599-3722, one 800 one 800 and we're going to pray with you today for breakthrough. You Listen to me. God has called you to do great things for him. You are alive for such a time as this. You could have been dead years ago, but God has spared your life for this day and for this reason. Call that number. We want to pray with you. And so here, look, I made some mistakes early on. I was looking around for people to affirm what God had already put in my heart. Look, he, look, I, you can't be set apart by looking at people. You've got to be set apart by looking at God. Luke chapter 2, verse 52, I love this scripture. It says this, it says, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. He grew in favor with God and man. You know, we're trying to grow in favor with man and God, but he grew in favor with God and man. What do I mean? Where are we searching from our affirmation? See, God can't call us to greater things as long as we're trying to chase the approval of man. And the reality is Many times, you are walking alone. I remember I got born again. I just believed, man. I believed in miracles. I believed that if God wanted to save, let him do it to the utmost. I believe if he wanted to heal, let's go. And I made a huge mistake because I was looking for other people to affirm that. You're going to be confused. And I knew that I wasn't going to have the education you wanted me to have. I knew that I didn't have the background you wanted me to have. I didn't fit the mold that you wanted me to have. But I also knew if I got favor with him, everything else would follow. I love y'all, but I'm trying to please God, ladies and gentlemen. I love all of you, every one of you. I'm thankful that you're watching this broadcast, but I got to tell you, my hope comes from him. And there are times in my life when I didn't feel like pastors were paying attention, and some of it was by design, and, and, and I didn't feel like I was being recognized. I knew that God was the one that called me. I remember one time I flew down here to Tampa. I was... Uh, At the River Church, I desperately wanted to be in Bible school. I was like 16, and I ran up to Pastor. I still tell him about this. He's one of my great friends, Dr. Rodney. I ran up to him, and I said, I said, sir, I don't have any money, and I just want to be in Bible school, and I just don't know what you think I should do, and I'm from Connecticut, and I really want to be used by God. Do you have any advice? He was walking out of the sanctuary. He turned around to me, and he says, believe God, and he walked away. Sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want it to, right? Sometimes when you think there's going to be a door, it wasn't meant to be that way. I'd go on to plant churches, and thankfully now, gosh, we just did a ceremony a few years ago, and I got an honorary doctorate. I'm so grateful for the relationships in my life, but I'm going to tell you, it's God first. Stop looking for the approval of men. Stop looking to get noticed by everybody, because one of the biggest mistakes I made is I was looking at people that weren't set apart. I wanted to do what they did, and I realized that they weren't even set apart. Think about that. Well, today, it's, it's, I mean, some of you shouldn't be trusted with the Internet. You're looking at everybody else's life on the internet. You're wondering, you know, how we should live, what we should do, how we should act. It's the worst thing you can do. Let's let's fall in love with Jesus and watch everything else work out. Let's honor God first, and then from there, watch God do miracles in your life. I never got into ministry for a business, for a TV show. All these wonderful things we see around us, it wasn't what I was after. I was after him. But that long for him. Whatever you want, God, I'm here. You want me to move? You want me to plant churches? Look, you might be in a place right now where you feel like you're in between. You feel like the transition. There's something new happening. You don't quite know what it is. Call that number. We want to pray for you today, 1-800-599-3722, because I believe today this word is for you. I believe today that God is going to break you out of the slumber you've been in. There's a transition coming, and you feel something stirring in your heart. God is going to propel you. It's not going to be man. You've You've been stuck for so long serving leaders that won't acknowledge you. You've been stuck for so long trying to get the approval of the wrong person. You don't need the approval of Pastor Joel or Pastor Bob. You need the approval of Jesus Christ. And when his heart is over you and his love is for you and you fall in love with him and want to please him alone, you're going to be in to change this world for God. Coming up, I want to tell you the number one key truthfully that I believe you can be separated unto God Because this is going to set you free. It's going to unlock some things. This transition you felt is going to make sense. And I'm going to share with you how you can break through through and separate yourself unto God. It is essential that you and I leave from this place today, catapulted into our destiny. We'll see you in a moment.
1: Abigail here. We want to thank you for tuning in today. As you know, this ministry has recently taken a big step of faith by going on television. We believe that God has opened this door and called us to spread the gospel message of power to America and the world. This step of faith is grounded on prayer and financial support. I want to invite you today to log on to jameslevack.org and consider becoming one of our breakthrough partners. Starting at just $10 a month, Pastor James will offer personal mentoring and coaching. You'll be invited to participate with weekly Zoom calls and have access to a private Facebook page reserved for our partners. Our breakthrough partners are the backbone of all that we do, from our local church to feeding the poor to traveling the world. Pastor James is grateful for each and every one of you. Partner today and position yourself for greater breakthrough. Go to JamesLeveque.org or call 1 800 599 3722. Our team is standing by to pray and help you today.
0: Welcome back, everybody. And let me just say this I believe, you know, many of you are watching, you want to go to a deeper relationship. With me, this is how we do it. I want to thank you to all of our breakthrough partners. It's because of you that all this is possible. We are taking that step of faith with you. And I believe that the fruit we're seeing, because it's a mi- every day, we're getting call sheets and all the testimonies of what God is doing. And I believe that fruit's going to abound in your account. So I thank you for partnering with us. We're talking today about being separated unto God. It's, a, it's something that few people understand. I get questions about it all the time. How do we become set apart? What does it mean to become set apart? And what is it on God's terms or ours or whatever? I will tell you this, Genesis 126. I want to read this scripture to you. It says that when we were created, God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, they're going to have dominion. And here's the crazy thing. When we started, God made us in his image. Think about that. You were made in the image of God. The tragedy today is man is continually trying to make God in his image. God made you in his image. We can't reduce him to our image, right? And when you think about what it is to be separated unto God, when you think about what it means to be, you know, set apart by God, I think of the scripture in Acts chapter 13. Uh, Paul and Barnabas were, you know, the Bible says that they were separated unto God. Here we go. Acts 13. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me, Paul and Barnabas, and, and separate me, Barnabas, and Saul for the work I've called them to. Here's the amazing thing about this. They were called by God to be set apart. But let's be real. Paul was doing the work of the ministry. Barnabas was set apart. He was, uh, you know, doing everything that God's called him to do. So what does that mean? That means God calls you out after you've already set yourself apart. Think about what I just said. Everybody wants to be set apart in the arm of the flesh, or they want to be set apart by their own standards. Nothing's worse than than when I see young people or older people, they're trying so hard to make ministry work. They're trying so hard to have significance. It's like the battle over significance in their life. Your significance doesn't come by people recognizing you or people appreciating you. Your significance comes from the cross. Because Jesus died on the cross and we receive him as our savior, we can live differently. And God will call you out after you've already set yourself apart. I was thinking about popcorn the other day. When I was a kid, I loved popcorn. It was, you know... We're we're talking about like the minute popcorn, like, you know, like you put it in in the microwave for two minutes, you kind of like pop it in, and boom, you know, popcorn. I used to burn it. I'd lick the inside. I mean, it was crazy. You know, that little foil part. I would like lick it. I loved it so much. What I really loved about it is it was a minute and twenty seconds in my microwave. Can you imagine? You put a flat little uh, piece of popcorn bag there. A minute and 20 seconds, pop, 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 pop. And then all of a sudden I have popcorn. That's amazing. That was like our equivalent to fast food. But you know what I realized? Life's not a two-minute bag of popcorn. See, we, 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 we serve a world that is like always wanting, you know, minute rice. But we serve a slow cooker God. Sometimes the things that God wants to do in your life is going to take time. It's going to be seasoned. There's going to be, you know, moments where you have to like open your eyes and just say, God, I'm trusting you with your word. Because let's be real, nothing's happening fast enough for us anymore, right? Oh, I feel like God's called me to the ministry, but I just haven't seen anything happen in my life. It's not on your timeline. All we are to do is love him and trust him and let him take care of the rest. Trust is a big deal. Are you trusting God with your future? Are you trusting him with your children? Are you trusting him with your destiny? Because the reality is we cannot reduce God's image to us. See, I was struggling. You might be struggling. I want you to call that number today, 1-800-599-3722. We want to pray with you today that this will be a day that you'll break into your destiny. I feel there's so many of you watching. You're just in a transition point. You're just like, man, what is going on? What is God doing? Why do I feel like I haven't fit in where I always have? And maybe I'm moving to something new. Maybe you are, but that has to be by God. And so as you today call that number, we're going to pray for you and believe that every crooked path will be made straight, that the father will be super clear in your life about what it is you're doing next. I feel a lot of people, because here's the danger about transition. We're supposed to go from glory to glory. And I find a lot of people today, they're going from one struggle to the next. They're not, they're not going to, you know, from glory to glory, strength to strength. They're going from, like, glory to gory. Do you understand me? They're not going into, like, breakthrough. They're not stepping into greater things. And that, that's always frustrating me. People say, Pastor, I feel like it's time for me to move on and transition. Great, what are you going to? Well, you know. No, no, I'm asking you. Gray, I'm glad you're moving on from our church. Where do you feel like God is bringing you? Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just stepping out in faith. No, we actually call that dumb. There's no, you're not stepping out in faith. When you don't leave something, you go to something greater. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. You don't leave something, you go to something greater. And we live in a day where we're so like, we allow the dissatisfaction of one season to propel us into the next, and that's not how it's supposed to be. When I, many times in my life, when I've made big transitions, we just did it to come start this broadcast in Florida. Many times when I do transitions, people look at me and go, why would you ever leave all that? You have great thriving churches. You have a beautiful home. You have all this ministry. You're preaching at Yale University. People look at me and go, why would you leave all that? Because you want, let me teach you something about life. The first, the, the most, the greatest hindrance to future millionaires is the first set of successful businesses you've started. People are so scared to lose what they perceive as amazing. They don't want to lose what they perceive as great. And I'm going to tell you, Good is going to be the enemy to great in your life. And so in my life, I've always moved on to something greater. And many times, it's not because things are bad. And that's what you've got to get in your head. You say, man, I don't like my season, man. Well, maybe you've got to be faithful in your season. Maybe God just doesn't want you to move on. Maybe he wants you to be honoring him in the season you're in so breakthrough can come. Because the Bible is clear. When you're faithful with little, you can be faithful with much. And that's not like a religious term to get you frustrated and stuck in a rut. What that's saying is, when you're faithful with little, you can handle more. And so, you know, if we're going to be set apart, you've got to stop setting yourself apart for people. We're not in this for people. We're in this to honor God and people will follow. I realize something. James Levesque is not attractive outside of the anointing, right? There's no, nobody cares. Nobody wants to serve. Nobody wants to help. But when you are touched by God and you're kissed by God, People want to serve. People want to help. People want to be on board. And the same thing with your life. What makes us attractive is our yes. No one's attracted to no. I don't want to follow a ship that's sinking. Nobody wants to be on the Titanic when it's going down. You want to link your faith up with people that are changing the world. We want to pray for you today. Seriously, I feel prophetically there's transitions taking place. You need prayer. You need to believe God for a sound mind as you're going through this. You need to believe God today. one 800 599-3722, 599 3722 Call the number. Pause the program. Call the number. It's 24 hours. We're going to pray in a moment. In a few minutes, we're going to be praying for you that you would be thrusted into the transition. Because like I was saying, the worst place to be is that in-between phase. You don't quite feel like you're in one season. You kind of feel like you're made for another, but you're, the, then that next season is an opening. And there's this middle season, which is dangerous. We need the peace of God to make healthy decisions. We need the touch of God to do what he's called us to do. Has God called you? Has he asked you? Do you feel that stirring to do something great for God? Because I'm going to tell you, you say, I mean, nobody's ever prophesied over me. I don't know if I'm called. You're called. The Bible says you're called. Stop waiting for somebody else to approve your life and believe that God has set you apart. Believe that God has died on the cross and you, you got the word. I'm telling you, you want a prophetic word? I just gave it to you. Go, you're called. God has great plans for your life. There's no demon in hell that can stop you. There's no person that can stop you. You've got to believe it. I remember going to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Come on, it was the Red Stick. Um, I, I was eating, uh, I was eating everything, but I was having gumbo. And I remember I went to a, an amazing church. Uh, I, was at, I was actually at Bethany World Prayer Center, and I love the Stock Stills, I, I think they're doing such a great work for God, and I remember they hosted me on a Sunday, and it's, I mean, what, they have like a million campuses and tens of thousands of people, and I was learning. I mean, I feel like, man, look what they've done. But I also realized as I was walking around and the parking lot was full and there were all the attendants working, and you know, and I'm like, man, this is a huge operation, man. Families, different campuses, we were at their main campus, And all of a sudden, as I'm walking in, and everybody's great, and we had ushers and people helping us, and you know, like armor bearers, and it was like uh, they couldn't have been so gracious to us. As I walked in the front door, my first time in Louisiana, the Lord said to me as I walked in, he said, your brother Roy. I didn't know what that meant, but if I know the history of the church, brother Roy was the one that founded it all. He's not here to see it today. But he's the one that started this legacy. And you know what? There's nobody in my family. I don't have the benefit of being a fourth or fifth generation preacher. I don't have the benefit of taking over a campus from a dad that gave everything to God. But I do have the ability to be Brother Roy, and so do you. We do have the ability. I can't change the past. I can't change the fact that I'm not a, I'm, there's not a 100 different ministers with my last name. And I'm, I may not have this great legacy, but I do because I've said yes to God. And what I knew at that moment is when I die, my children will reap the benefit of my yes. And what you're going to do today, your yes is all you have. If you've been saying no, it's a dangerous thing. You don't want to say no to God. All you have is your yes. Today, say yes to God. Today, make a decision that you're going to start something great. When you give your life to God, and I felt these stirrings that I wanted to be used by God, nobody's prophesying over me. Nobody started calling me out until long after I made a decision that I wanted to honor God with my life. And so, look, man, has God called you? Call that number. You need the fire of God. You need the presence of God. You need the power of God in your life to see to to make a change, to make a difference. There's exhausting, barren Christianity, and then there's this powerful, river-drenched life with God that he's called you to. The difference is what you do today in this transition. See, everybody wants breakthrough. Everybody wants, you know, But that only comes when you set yourself apart before God calls you apart. Think about a ruler. Man, you can't have your measuring stick be the lack that you've seen in the past. Some of you are so stuck on what didn't work out. Well, I don't know because years ago I tried and I don't know if it's going to work because, you know, when I jumped out and believed it didn't work out, Pastor, it doesn't matter. Your measuring stick for the future isn't the lack that you've always seen. Today, there's a fresh fire for you. You may be watching the broadcast and say, man, I don't even know the Lord. You can have this peace. You can know that you have eternal life. The Bible says we write these things that you may know you have eternal life. You need to be born again. You need the forgiving power of the gospel in your life. Call that number. We want to pray for you. We want to believe God for you. Whatever your need is, call the number. We're going to pray right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for breakthrough. I thank you for a new season, God. I thank you that we, this transition is unto greatness and unto glory. I break every distraction. God, we receive your love right now. We receive that, God, that touch from you, that only comes from you, and you have set us apart. We
1: love you. We'll see you next time. Are you ready to ignite your faith? Then look no further than Pastor James Levesque's new book, Fire preparing for an end-time outpouring. This book contains 12 principles that will unlock the power within and cause you to walk in a new level of boldness and power. For a suggested donation of only $12.99, we will send you a personal autographed copy. Log on to jameslevac.org and get your copy today.